Welcome back to the Super Divorce Supercast. Nicholas Villars here, aka Super Divorce, and this is episode number 109 of the Super Divorce Supercast. Thanks for being here today with me for the first time since last week. Hope that your time and your days has been just fantastic since we last checked in. Hope you enjoyed your 4th of July. I actually posted the last episode, number 108, on July 3rd. And it was just before I was getting ready to head off to uh, the July 3rd Mason celebration here in Mason, Ohio. Went out to the local Celebration. Got to see the Gin Blossoms play. Also famous 90s band Lit. Famous for My Own Worst Enemy. They played. It was a very nice festival. They really did it up bigly. Uh, food trucks everywhere, carnival rides, kids running around having a good time, fireworks going off in the distance, you know. Uh, it was fantastic. It was really nice. A really nice community celebration. In fact, speaking of communities, they had this big stage set up where the bands were going to be playing, and they had some video screens. And the mayor came out at some point and was uh, sort of rattling off some statistics about Mason, Ohio. Said Mason, Ohio, I think, has voted recently in some publication, some family publication. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. Some publication recently recently ranked the top places for families to live in the entirety of the United States of America. And Mason, Ohio was rated, I believe, what was it? Uh, was it number two? I think it was rated number two, according to the mayor. If the mayor is to be believed, number two out of all places for families to live in the United States. Number two, right down the road, right where they were doing the old celebration. So I thought that was neat. That was a neat stat to learn on 4th of 3rd of July. But the bands played, Gin Blossoms played. They played just before the fireworks. So their set started, uh, I don't know, maybe around 9-ish. Ended around 10 and then fireworks started right thereafter. Uh, they put on a good show. Sounded great. I have one complaint, though. They did something that I did not like. I was not a fan of something they did. The Gin Blossoms. And it was it was put on display in bold relief. Because I had just seen Taylor Swift last weekend. And we talked about that. Um on the last episode of this podcast. If you'd like to hear about my experience seeing the Eras Tour live with my wife, then go back and watch episode or listen to episode number 108 of this podcast, of this supercast. But that was just the greatest spectacle uh, uh, entertainment event that I have probably ever seen in my life. 
and the uh, the way the crowd was involved. And uh, I don't think I mentioned this last time. I still got it sitting right here. They got, uh, they gave everyone as you're entering the building, entering the stadium, these wristbands, and you put these on. It was like, what's this gonna do? You put it on, and then when her set started, this thing, this little piece of plastic, began lighting up various colors throughout the night pulsing along with everyone else's so you got hands in the air everywhere across the stadium and these uh these little wristbands were were lighting up in unison and and sort of uh, flashing to the beat of various songs and and it was really neat a very cool looking uh display when you were to gaze out at all the fans across the stadium and you see all the wristbands going. It's like the uh, lighter trick, but to the next level, you know. So anyway, that was fantastic. That was awesome. That was incredible. That was that was a concert done perfectly. The Gin Blossoms. They had some enthusiastic fans who showed up to this July 3rd performance in Mason, Ohio. Some very enthusiastic fans, some people who showed up and they had, I suppose, they printed out sort of, you would say like, they're not masks. They weren't masks. They weren't wearing them over their heads, the fans. Kind of like cardboard, big head, you know, what's that place? There's a place that does that. There's a place where you can go and you can order your favorite sports star like a big cardboard cut out of their head and you see people at various sporting events sometimes they'll hold them up and it's like a a player's head in the background they're holding it up as cheering for the guy on the field you know doing his thing they had big cardboard heads of the members of gin blossoms several people and they put them up on the big screen because there were several big screens by the stage. And so we were way in the back. We, we sat in the back strategically. So we'd have a nice view of the fireworks when they were going off. And so we wouldn't be crammed in the middle of all the crowd. And all the throngs of people that were there waiting for the fireworks display. So we were off in the distance. But we could see what was going on on stage. Thanks to these video screens they had up. And they put these people on the video screens. They're holding up the big cardboard heads. And the, the singer of Gin Blossoms stopped after they were finished playing a song. You know, he kind of stops and he looks out at them. And he says, oh, and we got some, uh, some people down here who uh, they uh, printed off some big masks of all the band members and uh i don't think they meant to to creep us out but uh they kind of did you know and and to me that seemed like a shitty thing to say they're showing the people on the screen they've done a nice gesture most of the people there probably didn't give a goddamn shit about the gin blossoms you, you got a lot of young kids. It's right by the high school. So there are a lot of high school kids and, and middle school kids running around. And a lot of people who may have just been enjoying the shows like background music. But it's not like you had 
a stadium full of rabid Gin Blossoms fans. You had people like me who were like, oh, I like the Gin Blossoms. I've always liked them. I always thought they were a little underrated musically. From a stage show perspective, however, especially now, I would not say they're underrated. They shouldn't be rated at all. They pointed out a group of fans who were there specifically for them, very enthusiastic, with the cardboard cutout big heads saying, Woo, we love the gin blossoms. Look how much we love them. We, we printed out these big head cardboard cutouts of the band members. And we're holding them up and we're dancing along with the songs and all this kind of stuff. And then to be acknowledged and have the band members make fun of you. Why would you shoot on your own fans? Probably the only people there who took it upon themselves to go to those lengths to be recognized to say, Gin Blossoms, you guys are here all the way from Arizona. You haven't had a hit song on the radio since the 1990s, but we love your hit songs and we want to support you. Check out our big cardboard cutout heads of all y'all. No, you guys creeped us out. You guys can fuck off. Y'all shouldn't have even bothered coming out because we've just made fools of you in front of the entire city of Mason, Ohio. Second best place in the United States to live, but apparently the worst place you could ever go to see the Gin Blossoms play if you're carrying big cardboard cutouts of their heads. So, that was bullshit. I didn't like that one bit. I don't think Taylor Swift would ever do that. I don't think she'd ever make fun of people for bringing a cardboard cutout Taylor Swift head to the concert and holding it up and dancing with it. I don't think you'd see that from her. And I don't think you'd see it from any respectable artist. If anyone out there listening, when Super Divorce gets back up and running with with live stage shows, I want you to know, if you're ever thinking about doing a big cardboard cutout Super Divorce head and bringing it to the show and dancing with it like this, I'm not going to make fun of you at all. I will point you out as a beacon of fandom and as a, the type of fan that every artist out there should be so lucky to have. That's what I would do. So if you're ever worried, if you're ever thinking about it, if you're on the fence, you're like, you know what? I'd like to take a big Super Divorce cardboard cutout head to the concert when I go see Super Divorce. But I don't want to get made fun of. I don't want him to point me out and say, this guy really creeped me out or this girl really creeped me out right here with the cardboard cutout head. I'm not going to do that. I will clap for you. I will even sign it with my John Hancock at the end of the show or maybe during the show. I might call you out while I'm playing. I might stop the song right in the middle and say, hold on. No, no, it's okay. No problems. You, and I will point to you 
and I'll say, bring the cardboard cutout head right up here. And I'll look around and say, anyone got a Sharpie? Sharpie? Security, you got a Sharpie? And I'll take it from him and I'll sign my John Hancock right on the Super Divorce cardboard cutout head in the middle of the song and hand it back to you and then hit play so that I can continue doing my thing. I might do that instead. I might do that instead of waiting until after the show or after a song. I might stop right in the middle of the song and do that. But you're not going to get me making fun of you. Okay? July 4th. Had a good time on July 4th itself. What we were just talking about was July 3rd. July 4th, what did I do on that day? Went swimming over at my sister's house. Took the kids over. I didn't swim. Let the kids swim. Jess went swimming for a bit. I, I did not get there as quickly as they did. I had to drive the baby around for a while. Because he fell asleep right before we got to my sister's house. And he had not napped up to that point. So I dropped them off. And I decided to drive around for a while and let the baby nap and just listen to some some tunes or whatever the shit. So by the time I got there and got the baby, I was like, I'll just we're gonna be leaving soon again. So now I don't want to get into the pool, get all sopping wet, and then have to get out and dry off and do the whole thing. Ah. So I let them do the swimming, and then we left there. We went to my mom's for a cookout. We had some nice pulled pork sandwiches. My sister made a fantastic fruit pizza. You ever heard of this? Fruit pizza? It's almost like a sugar cookie base with a kind of a cream cheese icing and then pieces of fruit. Oh, out of this world. Such a great summery treat. And then, in the evening, we went over to the local amusement park, Kings Island. And there, we watched the fireworks. They had a nice fireworks display, a nice drone display, even. Like in the Spider-Man film, where Mysterio is creating all the monsters with the drones. They did that, only they, they were projecting up into the sky. There was, a, there was like a saluting serviceman at one point. They did a waving American flag. They did a USA as the fireworks were going off and the music was playing. So that was a nice a nice treat. Unfortunately, we did not get to ride the big Orion roller coaster that we wanted to. Got in line for it around 9 o'clock. Supposed to be about a 15-minute wait. Okay. Working our way up to the front. And then they shut the ride down. It came over the speaker. What? Don't you love that? 2023, and we still can't manage to get a speaker system at one of the biggest theme parks in the United States. We can't get a speaker system out there. You don't know what they just said. What? Well, it looks like the ride's not moving, so you retroactively put together in your head that message that they just came over the speaker with must have had something to do with a ride malfunction. But you're only piecing it together because you noticed 
It's been like five minutes since a, a car's taken off here. What's going on? So, for whatever reason, they stopped the ride and were able to, to hear enough of like the next message where they're like, Stop at 940. Something like 940. They were going to suspend the ride at 940 one way or another. Even if the ride was working, they were cutting the ride off at 940 until after the fireworks that start at 10. And I, I didn't, I, I, what was that? Who made that decision? Why was that a thing? I, there's no one you can talk to to get answers to these questions when you have them. It's, it's really bullshit. It's like, you're shutting the ride down at 940. You're going to reopen it after the fireworks display. You're not telling us why it's shutting down at 940, 20 minutes before the fireworks start. Why is that? Why are you doing that? I can see stopping it five minutes before. Five minutes before the fireworks start. It, it, whatever. Or they're not shooting the fireworks at the fucking roller coaster. So that didn't make any sense to me. I've been on coasters at this very theme park at Kings Island before. I've been on coasters where fireworks are blasting off because they do fireworks at 10 o'clock when the park closes every night. Not a huge 4th of July display, but they do a little fireworks show at the end of every business day. And I've been on coasters there on multiple occasions where you're riding the coaster at the very end of the evening as the fireworks are going off. And I thought that maybe that's what we would experience when we went. I was like, maybe it's going to be timed so that we'll be on Orion, one of the biggest coasters in the park, while the fireworks start. No, not only are you not going to be on Orion, you're not going to be anywhere near it because we're, we're closing it down at 9.40, and then you can come back after the fireworks show is over. Ah, don't know why. We didn't get a ride it. We had to fuck off because they, they didn't get it going again until uh, well after the fireworks display was over. So we just, we left there. I talked about this, uh, this last time. We went over to the Beast, and we rode the Beast after the fireworks show. Got in line for that. That was a nice long line that we were looking at. We were probably looking at like a 45-minute wait at least. Could have been an hour. But we were going to do it because we figured, all right, we got one ride left for the whole night probably. You know, my wife took the two young kids over to uh, the kitty land, let them ride kitty rides, and I took my eldest son to ride the beast at night let him experience how awesome that is to go back in the woods and hopefully not hit a deer we didn't hit a deer spoiler we didn't hit any deer we got in line and we're waiting for maybe two or three minutes and uh these two young ladies walked up and they said hey you guys want fast passes they're like we got these single use fast passes if you want them it was like oh Okay, sure. So they gave us these little, look like receipts. And we just took those and we got to go into the fast pass line. 
which is supposed to let you go basically right onto the ride. There were so many people, however, that we still had to wait, I would say about 25, 30 minutes to get on, but we would have been waiting at least double that time, maybe, maybe longer. I don't know, but we got on after waiting in line, after being, I would say, gently accosted by a drunk man who was telling us his life story. He was pleasant enough, but he did not stop talking from the time that we, you know, stopped moving through the line. You know, we, we started walking down the fast pass path and then you hit that point where the line stops, where progress stops, because you're waiting to get on, you know. You know what you do when you wait in a line. So the guy was standing there, and he kind of turned around and started making small talk with me. And he was telling us all sorts of stories about how he had been there for several days, had several more days ahead of him. Told us about some vacations that he took as a young boy. Uh, all sorts of shit. I don't remember because because there was a lot. It was like he did he did a, an entire discourse on various topics. I, I I can't tell you too many details. Like I said, he was not. It wasn't. It wasn't like he was creepy. He wasn't like a super weirdo or anything. He just didn't stop. It was, he was rattling off story after story after story. And it was like, yeah, and I'm not adding much to it. I'm just listening. It was one of those deals. It's not like he was saying his piece and then asking me for input. It was just like, <laughs> he was just slamming story after story down my throat. And, and then eventually we got on the coaster and, and it was fun. So that's what I did on my July 4th. And you might have noticed there were no streams last week. Tuesday, that was... Tuesday was July 3rd, I think. Wasn't it? Let me see. Let me look at my calendar. What was it? Uh, no, Tuesday was the 4th. Okay. Tuesday was the 4th. And then Thursday night, another normal streaming night. I did not stream because... We were preparing to go to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Took a little impromptu trip to Tennessee. And before we left for that, uh, was able to pick up Taylor Swift's version of Speak Now. Pretty much spun that the entire trip in my CD player in my van. Still use a CD player. It's one of the reasons why I, I like Target. They still sell compact discs, especially Taylor Swift compact discs. They usually have a nice, big Taylor Swift display end cap, sometimes several displays across the store. She has a nice deal there with Target. I need to see about that. Maybe one day I can get some Super Divorce displays put up around Target when I release a new album. Maybe I'll see if I can make that happen before the new one comes out but anyway that was nice to have that made the the drive 
mo-enjoyable. Didn't think it would be that horrible of a drive. It was only, you know, four and a half, five hours or so. But I uh, went down on, on down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Before, check this out. Before we got on the road, I was like, let's stop and go through McDonald's and get some Grimace shakes. Went through, went to get the Grimace birthday meal. Pretty much everyone in the car was going to get the Grimace birthday meal. Went to order it, and guess what? Guy comes back over the intercom and says, Sorry, we don't have any Grimace shakes. You know what I said? What? That's what I said. I said, What? Are you kidding me? That's what I said to him. In that tone. Oh my god, what? No Grimace shakes? And comes back and he says, no, we don't have any. Ah, god. Well, well I'm just going to have to go to a different McDonald's, I guess. And, and I drove away. And my wife was staring at me, perplexed, because she couldn't believe that I actually left. She thought I was joking. She thought I was, I was pranking the guy at first. But I was dead serious. I was like, I did not pull through McDonald's. Promising everyone in the car Grimace meals, which entail Grimace shakes. It's like, I'm not going through McDonald's. They're not getting me here with the promise of Grimace shakes and then allowing me to or- order the Grimace meal and then tell me, okay, well, but you can't have the Grimace shake. Well, that's the whole fucking reason I came. You're not going to wave this shiny object at me to get me over here and then have me realize that, oh, well, that's not what you thought it was. The object's really not even here. It was a hologram. No, no, actually, we're not doing that. And so I said, we'll go to a different McDonald's. And we got on the highway and we started driving and we left Ohio and we went into Kentucky and we got off at a different exit and found McDonald's and it pulled through. I ordered the Grimace meals. Fine. I was waiting for it because then I was snake bit and I was expecting them to come back and say, okay, well, we can give you a Grimace meal, but we can't do the Grimace shake. And at that point, is it even a Grimace meal? No. The answer is no, it's not. The Grimace meal without the Grimace shake is just, it's its a Big Mac meal. It's a Big Mac and fries. It's a number one. It's not a Grimace meal. You gotta have the Grimace shake. So they let me order it with no caveats. I pull up and pay, go to the window to get the food. They hand me the Grimace shakes. And it was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen in my life. First of all, they didn't have the Grimace cup. They didn't have the Grimace birthday cup. The Grimace shake is supposed to come in a uh, a birthday cup. A clear, special cup made just for Grimace's birthday that says, Happy Birthday Grimace, or whatever the shit on it. With little purple and yellow and, and such uh, kind of confetti on the cuppy as a decoration to remind you it's Grimace's birthday. 
That's the cup you're supposed to give someone when they order a Grimace shake. And then the shake's supposed to be inside of that cup. Well, they handed me just a regular McDonald's cup. And I've had the Grimace shake before that experience. The first Grimace shake that I had someone hand me was in the Grimace cup. And it was a purple milkshake. It was purple. It was quite purpley indeed. This time, the shake was mostly white. It just looked like vanilla ice cream. And on top, there was maybe a layer about maybe an inch, three quarters quarters of an inch at the top of the cup that was kind of purpley. Like there were just a few drops of Grimace shake in this otherwise vanilla... Uh, uh, vanilla ice cream sludge that they'd thrown in there. Didn't even look like a milkshake. It, it didn't look like a vanilla shake. It just looked like vanilla ice cream with a few drops of Grimace shake. And I and I, I didn't feel like making a big deal out of it. All of them were like that. All three of them. So I just took a spoon I mixed it up and it was like a a very pale purpley by the time I was done with it it hardly tasted like anything but vanilla ice cream it was very disappointing I thought about calling their corporate offices and I didn't and everyone at that store they've got me to thank that they still have their jobs right now because if I would have called corporate how would they have felt how could they defend that First of all, being out of Grimace Cups while it's still Grimace's birthday promotion happening. And then also a vanilla ice cream sludge with a few dots of purple on it. That's not a, that's not a Grimace shake. They got problems over there. And so if you're going to McDonald's in Kentucky, be careful. And if you're going to McDonald's around my house, shit. Well, don't even bother because the Grimace Shakes are apparently not that big of a deal to them. Much bigger deal to me than the workers at McDonald's and the people who are advertising to get people through the door. Hey, come by and have some Grimace Shakes. Just kidding. It's a mirage. It's a hologram. It wasn't a real Grimace Shake. It was just, it was a... It was a drone display, like you saw on the 4th of July at, at Kings Island. We just made it look like there was a Grimace shake here, and when you got here, you found out it wasn't real. That fucking shake's not real. So, so that was that was my experience with mcdonald's and grimace on the way to pigeon forge tennessee and luckily we did have a better encounter with a different food place on the way we're driving to our cabin maybe about 15 minutes away from our final destination there to the place where we'd be staying for the weekend and i looked over to my left 
driving past a little strip mall, and I saw a Papa Murphy's Pizza, place that I used to work. Probably my my favorite shitty job, my favorite shitty food job that I had when I was in high school. Worked there with all my buddies back in the day. Fantastic pizza. Great, great pizza and a great, great value too. Papa Murphy's Take and Bake. If you never had it, imagine you walk into Subway or you walk into Chipotle where they got the make line right in front of you. And you walk up, you order your pizza, they make it right in front of you, and then at the end, they wrap it up and hand it to you. And you take it home and bake it. Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizza. All of them that were in Ohio closed down. So I had not seen a Papa Murphy's Take and Bake for years. Didn't know how close we were to the next one. And just happened to drive by and see one, and... I had to stop. It was like, well, here's dinner for tonight. Here's dinner for the uh, the cabin this evening. Stopped off. We got ourselves some Papa Murphy's pizza and had a pleasant experience while I was inside having my pizza made. Talked to the workers there for a few minutes. Let them know that I used to work at Papa Murphy's back in the day. And they told me that there were only like five Murphy's locations in the entirety of Tennessee. So it was quite fortuitous that our cabin would be just, you know, right along the way to our cabin. We'd see one. What are the odds? You know? So I'm thankful that we got to have Papa Murphy's pizza. They did change their cheesy bread. It used to be like uh basically a small pizza it was like small pizza size on the small pizza tray or was it a medium i don't remember it's been a while it's been about 15 years since i worked there but uh it used to be like on a, a pizza tray sliced like a pizza kind of their cheese bread with a cuppy of marinara sauce in the middle we'd often put the crispy bacon on top and then extra cheese. And that made it. Yeah. Yeah. Just just great. But they changed the cheese bread. Now it comes in a pan. Like a, a rectangular sort of lasagna pan. It was still good. But I think I prefer the old way. Anyhow. If you have an opportunity to stop and pick yourself up some Papa Murphy's pizza... Go ahead and do it because it's a great value. Like I said, it's cheaper than any of the, the delivery guys. And they can do that because they don't have to bake it. Different insurance policy required if you don't have an oven in the store. I know that. And uh, keeps the prices down. Also allows them to buy premium ingredients. All of the produce that came into Papa Murphy's when I worked there was from local farmers and they would drop off the produce every morning. I used to open. Dough made fresh every day. Cheese sliced on location. Nothing ever frozen. Doesn't get much better than that. You're not gonna find that at, at too many big chains around the country. 
So Papa Murphy's, good job. Keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. And consider coming back to Ohio. Maybe I'll open a franchise myself. Who knows? So at the cabin, we swam. We did some swimming at our little shared community pool. When we went down to the pool on Saturday morning, because Friday night we just got there. We ate our Papa Murphy's and we hung out. And, and that was that. Too uh, bushed from the travel to do much else. You know, we just wanted to hang out. So Saturday morning, we went down to the shared community pool that all the cabins in our little, whatever you want to call it, the series of cabins in this little area. We went down to the pool. We were the only ones there. We got like our own private pool for that swim session. That was nice. That was nice and relaxing. And then we went to a place called the Island at Pigeon Forge. Imagine like a permanent carnival. I wouldn't necessarily call it, I guess you could call it a small amusement park. But they had they had some cool rides there. They had a big ass Ferris wheel. Didn't get a ride that, but it looked fun. Uh, my son, the oldest one who did the beast with me at Kings Island, he did most of the riding. The middle child was just not up for it. He didn't want to ride jack shit you won't understand we bought him a little wristband to do all the rides because you can ride a la carte you can order rides a la carte if you want to at the island you can just pay ride by ride by ride he rode one thing and, and wouldn't ride anything else i don't know what the shit was wrong with him but i'm glad that the oldest boy he got his rides in he did a bunch of shit he pretty much rode everything had a good time I uh, went to the arcade. They had a nice arcade there. A lot of shops that you can go shopping in. A nice little fountain display in the, the town square at the island. It's a nice facility. It's nice. No admission fee to get in. You just walk in and if you want to do rides and you pay for the little ride bracelet. They got some like hall of mirrors and funhouse type shit you can do. Laser tag. A lot of stores, a lot of places to eat. Very, very clean. Very, uh, I don't want to say posh. Posh isn't the right word. Let's just, we'll stick with clean. It's a very clean little amusement park. Crisp. A crisp, clean amusement park for your enjoyment. If you're ever in Pigeon Forge, go to the island. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, there was a place there called Kryptonite that my friend Jason told me to, to check out. We went in there. It was like a pop culture type store. They sold a lot of pop vinyl figurines, which I'm not really into. I don't really give a shit about pop vinyls. But they had a lot of cool t-shirts and they had some action figures. And in their action figure section, they had a whole bunch of Five Nights at Freddy's action figures that you can't really find in stores anymore. Ended up spending way too much money in there buying FNAF merchandise, figurines, the little figures that have all the parts you can take off and mix and match them. And then uh, also these really cool, like probably foot tall, 12 inch uh, FNAF figures. I got a Bonnie and a Freddy. Those are really neat. I'd never seen those before. Big ass guys. 
they can like battle it out with the uh, King Kong and and Godzilla figs that the boys have. Thought those were cool. I'd never seen those before. Didn't even know they made them. Had to get them. So spent too much money at, at the Kryptonite store. But uh, I'd go back again. I liked it. I liked it. Spend a lot of money, but had fun doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what that's like. Sometimes, sometimes you actually feel proud to, to shell out for something. Sometimes you're glad you shelled out. I know I was. So, went back to the cabin after that, and what the hell else? Watched AEW Collision, Samoa Joe and CM Punk had their first match, and what was it, like 15, 18 years, some shit had been since they wrestled each other? That was neat to watch. Didn't really care for the ending, I thought that was a little lame. Punk won with a roll-up. Ah, think they could have come up with something a little better probably could have given the guys a little more time too but it was fun it's fun to see cm punk and samoa joe mixing it up on cable television there on aew collision also we swam a little bit more when we went back after the island but uh, we did not have the private pool experience that time there were other people at the pool and you get kind of spoiled when something like that happens. You shouldn't. Because you know. There are other people on vacation. There are other people in these cabins all around you. Of course they have access to the pool too. It's not just yours. But if you have that experience where you go. And no one else is there. And then you go back. And there are people there. You have to kind of like. You have to. You have to like pump the brakes. On yourself. When you feel yourself get annoyed a little bit, you walk up and you see there are a bunch of people. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? And it's like, now hold on a second. Other people are on vacation here too. They're allowed to use the pool. You kind of have to pull yourself to the side and give yourself a little pep talk. So I had to do that to myself internally. Just be like, it's okay. They're allowed to use the pool too. It's fine. It's not, it's not just your pool. This is not a private pool experience. This is a pool everyone on vacation can use. If they're staying at this, this series of cabins back here, at this little resort, it's okay. Don't get annoyed. Don't allow yourself to have a bad time just because there are other people here and you don't want them to be. Open your heart to them. Allow them to be there. Be glad that they're there. Be glad these other people are on vacation and they're having a good time. Clap for them internally. Make your heart smile for them. E emit a, a sense of mirth and well-being and well-wishing for these people. Okay? Don't be a dick, even though that was your first sort of response your initial response you saw these people they were in your pool huh on your vacation ruining your private time no 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 no. that's not that's not how it works they're paying just like you are you wouldn't want them to be mad that you walked in to their private time 
You wouldn't want them to be putting those vibes out, so don't you put those vibes out on them. And so that's what I told myself, and we ended up still having a good time. Then we went back and, uh, like I said, watched Collision, and and that was about that. Drove back the next day. Nice, safe trip home. No complaints. Kids were pretty good. You know, you cram three young kids into a van for several hours of a drive and you'll have your bickering and are we home yet? We almost there, you know, it's such a cliche. Are we there yet? Are we almost home? No, you'll know we're home when we're pulling into the driveway. Until then, every time you ask, I'm gonna slow down. I'm gonna make it take longer every time you ask me. But no big complaints. I can't complain. I won't complain. I probably can complain, but I'm not going to. So now that we're back here, we're back home, should be getting back to our streams this week. Am I going to stream tonight? I think so. It's Tuesday. So we should be getting back to our Sega Mania Mania streams. Got to continue right here oh boy let me see what's up next on sega mania mania i don't even remember what we've got coming up hmm okay all right now i know so back to the streams tonight and thursday and hopefully a cover song upload coming very soon with a fun little music video to accompany it. And also, uh, speaking of music and such, I, I wanted to mention, I watched a Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix last night. Jess and I sat down and watched it called Miss Americana. It started off promising. I, I liked the way it began. It seemed like it was going to be shedding some light on Taylor's writing process and behind the scenes of her song creation and putting together tours starting from when she was just a a wee lad up through the lover tour well i just want to let you guys know maybe it won't bother you and it's not like I, I didn't turn it off but about halfway through it just it seems like it became a, a political documentary focusing on her involvement in the 2018 midterm elections. And I was like, well, this is odd. This really took a strange turn. So, I don't know. I think it would have been better if it, if it was just focusing on her, her music. And I understand politics are important to people. Uh, I don't need everyone that I'm a fan of to agree with me politically. Like I said, I watched the whole thing, and I'm not necessarily eye-to-eye -eye on all the political issues with Taylor Swift, but I'm not eye-to-eye -eye on politics with, uh, with probably uh, most people. I don't think most people are eye-to-eye -eye completely. Everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone differs in various respects. You'd probably be hard-pressed to find someone who agrees with you on every single issue across the board. So I don't have any problem with that. 
that's fine. It's just, it's like you're watching a documentary that's unfolding in one direction and it's, it seems to be focused on music and career and all that. And it's like, and you take a, you like take this quick detour. You know, the one meme where the car is driving on the highway and there's, it's like skidding to take an exit. It's like the straightforward approach, the highway moving forward would have been nice music documentary behind the scenes of the music. And then over here, this off ramp, this, this quick turn that came out of nowhere is like political documentary. And it's like music, music, and it becomes a political, uh, political documentary just out of nowhere. I'm like, well, okay, well, all right. I guess that's all right. Anyway, just letting you know, in case you've been considering, uh, a sit down session to watch Netflix's Miss Americana, just know it's not exactly what it starts out as. It, it doesn't finish that way. It doesn't finish the way you think it's going to. So, eh, whatever. And then other media. Let me see. Games that I've played. I haven't played many games since the last episode because of all the craziness going on. Just uh, I was devoting my time elsewhere for the past week. That's not an excuse. I'm just telling you. I've, I've prioritized other things since we last were on here for the previous episode of the Supercast. Since last episode, I played a game called Ned Flanders Kills the Simpsons, where you have to play as Ned Flanders and you kill the Simpsons. That's what the game is. That's what you got to do. Starts you out as Ned Flanders, you're standing in front of the Simpsons home. The visuals and, and the sound effects and everything in the game were very authentic. Great job, bang up job visually. And they used clips from the show for all the sound effects, uh, for the voice um, acting that was done in the game. They pulled from actual episodes. So it was based on a Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer uses a voice changing device to convince Flanders that uh, that he needs to go out and kill all of Homer's enemies. So Ned Flanders thinks he's hearing the voice of God and he goes out and he kills people and it turns out it was just Homer instructing him to do these horrific acts to get back at all the people who had wronged Homer over the years. And again, Treehouse of Horror episode works there in practice playing as ned flanders and going into the home of the simpsons and killing them it didn't it did not feel fun i didn't like doing that i felt bad because there's a there's a lot of blood you know it's done the simpsons style but it feels it, it does feel very violent and you feel bad because it's not like they're fighting back either. It's like you walk in, you, you stab Bart, and he starts like trying to run away, and then you stab him again, and he starts slumping along, and there's blood dripping everywhere. And yes, it's, it's cartoony violence, but you feel bad. Because it's not like most games where 
you hit someone and they start hitting you back and you've got to run, you've got to put up your own fight. It's like you're you're the one with the power 100% as you just slaughter the Simpsons. At the very end, though, you do get your just desserts as you, you go into Maggie's room. That's like the final final mission you're given. Kill Maggie. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know if I can do this. And I walked upstairs and you open the bedroom door and you see the crib across the room. And I had a moment. I made a video about this. And I, I, I admitted there, too. When I was looking there, as the door opened, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I might turn off. This might be it. And so, uh, yeah. The cut scene starts as soon as you open the door and Maggie rolls over and pulls out a gun and shoots you dead and that's how the game ends. So, at least they didn't force you to do that. At least you didn't have to kill baby Maggie. And that harkens back to when Maggie shot Mr. Burns in the Who Killed Mr. Burns episode uh, or series of episodes. I think that that ended season six and then began season seven. The big cliffhanger was Who Shot Mr. Burns? And then that's how the season ended and you didn't find out until the next season began. A lot of water cooler talk about that episode when it happened. So I played that one, and I played another game called Grimace's Birthday. Speaking of Grimace earlier, played a Grimace game and did a video on that one, exclusive to that game. If you'd like to watch that, that's right here on the channel, if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not, if you're listening to this podcast, you can head over to the Super Divorce YouTube channel and check out my video for Grimace's Birthday. Or sorry, Grimace's Basement, that's the name of it. So, you walk into a McDonald's restaurant, you order yourself the Grimace meal, you have your Grimace shake, it knocks you out and you wake up in Grimace's basement. And then you have to collect a fry, a Big Mac, and a Grimace shake to open the exit door and escape. When you do that, however, uh, Grimace catches you anyway and, and you die. So there's not much point to it. Rather silly. But if you watch the video I made for this game, I do give you a little background info on the Grimace. If you've ever wondered, where does the Grimace come from? What is a Grimace? Are there other Grimaces? You can watch my video on Grimace's basement and find out the answer to uh, some of those questions. Okay? So check that out. And that's about all I got for right now, guys. So... Thank you for joining me this week. Mostly just an update episode of what I've been up to the past week or so. Uh, Next time, probably have some more games to talk about. And who knows? This podcast is always a crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get. So thanks for tuning in. I hope to to pique your interest enough to have you return next week, next time, whenever that is. If you haven't done so, please sub to the channel, the the, uh, Super Divorce YouTube channel. Bong the gong for notifications so you know when new videos go live, like the live stream that I plan to do later tonight. 
Sega Mania Mania playing through Sega games that were featured in the late great Sega Mania magazine. Playing through those. Every game reviewed in Sega Mania magazine, that's what we're playing through on the Super Divorce YouTube channel. So, uh, hope to see you live. Join the chat. Come on by. Join the chatty Cathy's, as I call them. All those good kiddos who join us in the chat, hang out, have fun, talk some shit. And speaking of talking shit, use the comment section below to talk some shit if you want to, or leave a comment, questions, concerns, requests, anything at all. It doesn't even have to be podcast related. Just leave a comment below, say say hi, say hello, uh, whatever you'd like to uh, do there. The comment section is your oyster, so crack it open. Slam it down your throat and wash it down with a nice tall glass of cocktail sauce. Follow me on Twitter at SuperDivorce, on Instagram at SuperDivorceBand. And I play music from time to time. You can check that out streaming on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, wherever you stream your horse shit, you can find SuperDivorce. So type in SuperDivorce, click on the song you're choosing, and check it out and see what you think. If you don't like that song, try another don't like that one try another again and again and again until you find something you do like because I think there's something there for everybody and once you start to enjoy one song you might find one of those previous songs you didn't like starts to grow on you and then before you know it you're a fan of the entire catalog and we're having a good time together so give it a shot please that's about all Thanks again for your eyes here on YouTube, your ears elsewhere, podcast platforms of your choosing, of your choice. I hope to see you all very soon. Okay? So until next time, everyone, take real good care. Keep kicking ass. Love you lots. Lord willing, I'll be back very soon with another video or podcast for you to watch and or listen to. Uh, bye bye.